This episode has been brought to you in part by Canderell and Kingset Capital. Coming soon, affordable luxury condominium living at 908 St. Clair West. Nestled into a vibrant, one-of-a-kind neighborhood, 908 St. Clair West is a modern treasure, offering a sophisticated lifestyle inspired by St. Clair Village and prestigious Forest Hill. Register today at 908stclairwest.com. It's okay to try other hot beverages, you know. Check out this cup of Firebelly tea. Kind of hot, don't you think? Firebelly That's the voice of David Siegel, starring in a promotional video for his new tea company called Firebelly. Siegel is the David from David's Tea, the chain of specialty tea stores which he founded together with a cousin, Hirsch Siegel, back in 2008 in Montreal. For years, David was their brand ambassador, but he left in 2016 because of internal boardroom squabbles. He went on to launch a chain of salad restaurants called Mad Radish in Ottawa and Toronto, and then the pandemic hit, and for the past year, he's been quietly getting ready to launch his own new tea brand. But this time, he's partnered up with an Ottawa friend and fellow entrepreneur, Harley Finkelstein, who's president of Shopify. Like David's Tea, they're selling loose-leaf tea, not tea bags, and mugs and pots and other accessories, but no brick-and-mortar stores. It's all online, direct to consumers, using Shopify's e-commerce platform. So why do they think this formula will work now in the middle of the pandemic? Our market is not the grocery store shopper. Our market is people that want to experience some of the better teas out there and everybody orders online nowadays there's no one i don't care how old you are i mean you know i i, I don't know anybody who's never ordered online i'm ellen besner and this is what jewish canada sounds like for wednesday february the 23rd 2022 welcome to the cjn daily sponsored by metropia David Siegel's grandfather was one of the founders of the famous Canadian menswear manufacturer, Peerless Clothing. But the Schmutte business wasn't for David, although he did once try to sell software to Macy's department stores to help them track why their customers didn't buy the clothes they tried on in the dressing rooms. Siegel remains proud of what he did at David's Tea. And although he no longer has ties to that company, except in his social media profiles, he's leveraging the name recognition and his tea savvy to launch Firebelly. Coming up, Siegel will be here to talk entrepreneurship during the pandemic and how he's going to convince consumers to splurge on fancy tea with the rising cost of living cranking up people's grocery bills. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Irv Oster in my studio in Ottawa, Ontario, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. There's been another anti-Semitic incident at a Toronto public school, and Jewish groups are calling what's going on an emergency. Last week, several students at Valley Park Middle School gave the Hitler salute, while another student yelled out, Hell Hitler, and the target was a Jewish teacher who is said to be traumatized. This took place last week at a school located right next door to Mark Garneau Collegiate, a high school where last fall a student protest was held and some of the students held up signs calling for Jews to be kicked out of the land of Israel with the slogan, From the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. The TDSB says it's sending in a team of Holocaust educators next month to do some training. David Siegel joins us from his home in Ottawa. Congratulations. February the 19th, 2021 is an important day for your new venture. Do you know why? I don't. 
That was the day that Fire Barely was incorporated as a company. So it's coming up to your one year anniversary. It wow, wasn't, okay. It wasn't called Fire Barely then. It was a numbered company. Interesting. Okay. I didn't, you know, it's funny. You, you get so immersed in developing the product and, and building the business that you forget some of these milestones. So cool. I wanted to ask you, what was the process you guys went through of coming up with the name? Well, I think you start with why you should exist. Uh, as a business, why does the world need you? And uh, you talk about what you want some of your values to be. So we want more people to experience the benefits of drinking really high quality loose leaf tea. Uh, it's still a niche market. Uh, of course, I, I founded David's Tea and I'm very proud of the work we did there and, and, and how we were able to inspire a lot of people to drink tea. But the the, the, the best teas are still uh, largely foreign to most people in North America. Tea is less than 2% of Starbucks' sales. And, and that's really what Firebelly Tea is about. I mean, coming out of David's Tea, I had all these friends who would ask me to curate different tea collections for them, and my face would light up. I'd get so excited. Um, I love tea, and I really wanted to introduce more and more people to the best teas in the world. And so we started there. Uh, and, and as I was explaining this to uh, uh, the people who are going to help me put together the brand, you know, I think my passion really came through. And, and we really wanted to position tea as, you know, often it's positioned as it's that age old thing at the restaurant when you, they come at the end of the meal and they say, well, hey, would you like, your, would you like tea or coffee? And it's often positioned in, in conflict with coffee, whereas I think it's in complement to coffee. So at Firebelly, we're telling people, look, you don't need to drop your morning coffee, enjoy your coffee, but there's no better drink at two o'clock in the afternoon than an amazing green tea. You know, it'll help you focus and give you energy and it, and it won't give you the same crash as coffee or the jitters later on or impact your sleep quite as much. And in the evening, if you want something that helps you rest and digest, you know, we think tea puts that fire in your belly. I mean, it's what helps you perform, what helps you create, what helps you drive and move forward. And we think it belongs in your lifestyle uh, in that manner. And, and so that's sort of how it came to be. I, I think it, it's meant to capture the spirit and, and the, the passion for what we're doing. And uh, you're positioning it, I mean, as the brand manager and the spokesperson, you're positioning it as cooler than coffee, but also for kind of the entrepreneur people that have Macs as opposed to the PC crowd, <laughs> you know, remember that old commercial. Sure. So let's unpack that a little bit. It, it's coffee in many ways is, is the drink that uh, represents the nine to five, the, the, the corporate grind. Right. And, and I think the world has changed a lot. And, um, especially with work from home, you know, there's this opportunity for rituals. Um, and you know, you need breaks. Uh, you can't just, just work at home the whole day and, and then, and then jump right into taking care of, of family matters or, or, or whatever it is else that you need to get done off your to-do list. What's nice about tea is that it's, it's one of these things that lends itself really well to making it at home. You talk about the pandemic and work from home and how people need to kind of use this as a, as a way of, of, of coping with the changed way we're all living, right? You're working from home too. Uh, I am, although I'm looking forward to getting back out there a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I think it does fit really well with, uh, uh, it, it, with these little rituals that, that get to be for you, especially now with, with the way the world's changed the past couple of years. And when you were young, 
and you started your first company. Uh, Wait, I'm, not, I'm not still young? What? Younger. Ellen, what are you saying? It all depends <laughs> on your perspective, from my perspective being 60. <laughs> but when you were young and you started out your first company with the, uh, you know, um, the dressing room, changing room software idea. Yeah, fitting room company. central. Big room central. It was a, a, a complex sale in that you had to get the head of IT, the head of marketing, the buyer, the this. The, there had to be a ton of people who said yes before you made a sale. And um, I think it was a nice to have and not a must have. Um, and right, so, so how, I, yeah. how does that apply? That's that, they were telling you this. So how does that apply to to Firebelly today? It's well, nice sadly, they weren't telling me this. I wish they were. You know, because oh, I thought you got a bunch of handwritten letters saying it's great, but like no. No, I, I would write the handwritten letters to every oh, CEO okay. in 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 uh, America, and I would get all these meetings. And we even got it piloted on Macy's at Thirty Fourth and Seventh, and. Um, no, no, that's the problem. No one will ever tell you. They'll just say it's interesting and they'll keep having meeting after meeting with you and wasting your time. And eventually you realize, Hey, you know, interesting is a great word in a classroom, but a, a horrible word in business. You know, you want, when can you deliver or what's the timing or, you know, you want, you want more action oriented, uh, phrases coming out of people's mouths. But yeah, no, I think Firebelly is very different. Look, you, you, when you buy tea, you don't have to go ask five people for their permission. Uh, it's, you know, it's anywhere from it's a twenty dollar to fifty dollar, whatever. It's a it's a lower amount that you're spending. Uh, it's also a personal choice. There's lots of customers, uh, potential customers. So it's just a very different business. And and um, and I like I like consumer products. It's it's sort of I I'm I like I like the challenge of it. I like um, I like trying to inspire people with products. And and I really you know growing up I worked a lot in retail. I sold running shoes. I worked in clothing stores. I I like the feeling of making someone's day. Um, it's really, it's, you know, it's such a small thing. It's, it's not heavy, but that sort of retail therapy we sometimes get when we buy a product that makes us smile. Um, I don't know. I always found something special in that moment. Is there anything Jewish about tea that people would be surprised to know? In Your great aunt, uh, uh, uncle. <laughs> um, no, there really isn't. Um, I, I can make one up on the spot, but, but, uh, well, I, I know one, we have a okay, recipe good. in the second helpings. I don't know if it's something in your family, but whenever people are sick, they make guggle muggle. I don't know if you've heard of it, which no. is a, a hot drink with honey, lemon tea, maybe a little rum sometimes if, you know, to make you sleep. Look, it's the second most popular drink in the world next to water. Um, it's just North America where the consumption is quite low. Are you a tea sommelier yourself? No, not at all. I mean, I've just been drinking it for a long time and obviously developing tea for a long time. I've never took any courses or studied it. I just, I just experienced it. I mean, I have, I have a, I collect tea in my personal collection, the way people collect wine. What's the coolest tea you have or the oldest or most valuable? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, I have a Dang Kong Oolong that I got from last uh, spring's harvest. That is just amazing. Uh, it's one of the best teas that came out of China last year. Um, it's got uh, these honey, roasted honey notes to it. It's beautiful. Um, I also really love sencha teas, Japanese green teas. They're very vegetal, grassy, um, oceanic. And uh, I have a few of those that, that are, are just outstanding. Um, so like you have like a little tea wine cooler cellar? How do you yeah, I have. I, you know what? I, I, I have a section where I'm supposed to keep them, but it bleeds out throughout my house. My wife's always saying, your tea's everywhere because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always tasting teas. We're developing teas constantly. I mean, we'll, I'll taste thousands of teas before we pick 20. And 
you know, a lot of people say when you have your tea mugs, there's after a while, it stains it. How do you keep your teeth from not being stained drinking so much tea? My teeth? I go to the dentist four times a year. Just um, normal, right? Just like- Well, no, yeah, most people go twice. My dentist is like, you need to come four times because you drink too much tea. Now let's talk a bit about the pandemic and how it's impacted your other business, which is of course, uh, Mad Radish. You know, you've managed to pivot into different takeaways with uh, the current disruption in uh, your city. How is that impacting even more? Uh, and what are you doing about it? Well, I think the biggest, there's two lasting changes that I think will come out of this pandemic. One is fairly obvious, which is people won't go to the office quite as much as they used to. Uh, now, I don't think that necessarily means that downtowns are doomed. Um, I think that we need downtowns to come back. Uh, it's where all of our infrastructure is. Cities need the tax base, but I think it's going to take some time. And, and um, I certainly don't think, I think the idea of the five day, every single day in the office for everyone uh, culture is gone. And I don't believe that's coming back. Um, I think, and so that impacts us because Mad Radish serviced that five day a week office customer primarily. And I think the second thing that's happened is there's been a big shift to delivery uh, and which they take big fees, Uber Eats, Skip the Dishes, DoorDash, all these people, they take high fees from restaurants. So for the model to work, you have to either drive more sales um, or find a way to offset that additional cost somewhere else. Now, most people are going for that in their real estate um, and they're taking less expensive real estate. I think that what we did at Mad Radish is we tried to increase the breadth of our assortment. So we added in a couple brands, one of which worked really well for us, which is we added in a, a sort of healthier take on a burrito uh, and a burrito bowl. So, so I think where we've, we've changed the business is our assortment has become much more made to order and built to travel. We're starting to expand it. We're looking for franchisees and, and um, really our model is now beginning to work in, in bedroom communities. And so, um, and those communities have changed too, because you have there more people are home during the day, more than they used to be. It all starts with the product, whether you're doing tea or, or salads or, or whatever you're doing, you got to have a great product. And once you have a great product, it's about finding customers that appreciate that great product. And once you find those customers, it's, it's about finding more of them and going to where they are. So I think with the pandemic, it, yeah, it hurt. I mean, there's not a restaurant out there that didn't, that didn't uh, um, experience a big hit from this pandemic. Uh, hopefully the worst is behind us. And with Mad Radish, we're, we're trying to retool it for, to go to put our real estate in places where there's more people. I forgot to ask. Is your product kosher or does it need to be kosher? Uh, no, our product's not kosher. Uh, it, sorry, our product is absolutely is kosher, kosher, but it's not, yeah, exactly. of course. It's 100% kosher, but it's not certified kosher. I went to a tea sommelier, a Chinese tea service years ago. Right. Before, and they explained to us that if you're having tea from a tea bag, it's the garbage sweepings from the floor and you're an idiot to even try it. This is what the lady told us. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. No, that's what I, she told us. And I was shocked. I was like, I'm yeah. drinking the, the sawdust and all the garbage that fell. No, I, I think that's a little bit of tea snobbery. I wouldn't go that far. I, I don't think that it's, it's, it's not, it's not quite that bad. You can get some decent teas in a tea bag. Um, it's just that you can get higher quality teas, loose leaf. And there's, and it's kind of nice. Once you start making loose leaf tea, you realize how easy it is. And, and that it, there's something kind of nice about it. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. 
Today's listener shout out is actually a personal one, if you'll indulge me. It's to John Friedland, my husband, because Wednesday is our 25th wedding anniversary. So I want to thank him for his support and love all these years, even though I cheer for the leaves and you hate them. (laughs) 